Wait for it. There's no need to wait, geeks. We are back. This is the Active Geek Podcast with your hosts, Jim and Chuck. And we've got a wonderful, fantastic claymation stop motion episode for you listeners out there. Because we're talking MODOK, the animated show that's coming out. Well, that is out on uh, Hulu, Marvel's first animated, I guess, show based on a villain is the way I would describe. But before we get into that, let's uh, discuss the trailer that for the back-to-back-to-back weeks we've been blessed with. And uh, this one's a good one. This is a great one, actually, because finally, we finally get an episode, or we finally get a trailer for Marvel's Eternals. And it kind of came out of nowhere for me. Yeah, I mean, we were expecting it because of the teaser they did, what, a week or two ago? Yeah. But, I mean, this movie was supposed to come out last November. Yeah. And here we are, talking about a movie that comes out this November. And uh, we finally got it. And, man, I I love this trailer. I think this is the only trailer for Eternals that I'm going to watch. And I might be weird, um, but I don't even think I have ever talked about the way I watch trailers. Uh, I watch them silent first. Because I want to get the vibe for the the pictures and you know the way it's shot and the what I expect from it, and so I'm watching this mm-hmm. and you know it's kind of like a, the the world is evolving movie. You get what looks like uh, Mesopotamian uh, yeah. villagers who are slowly building their kingdom, and then out of nowhere a ship comes out, and then you know Gemma Chan, who seems seemingly be, is the lead to this in the second Marvel movie that she's been in. Uh, she was Minerva in Captain Marvel, but she comes in, Icarus comes in, and you get all these characters. And the thing about this is this trailer was a great introduction to the characters. You mm-hmm. see everybody but the villain, which I thought was great. Now you want you want to hold on to that. I thought the song was perfect because the world's ending, and the deviants, who are the villains in this movie, are world ending level villains um i like that this is kind of aware of where the mcu stands uh, sprite says at the end you know iron man's dead captain america's dead who's going to take over for the avengers and then icarus says oh you know it's me i'm gonna do it but the way that i uh, i kind of reacted to this is that this is big for the mcu not only is this the introduction i guess in the soft introduction in the phase four because i guess the timeline's kind of different now because shang chi comes out first but we get the first gay and the first um, deaf superhero in the Marvel Universe with um, Fostos being the first gay hero, played by Brian Tyree Henry, and uh, Makari being the first deaf superhero, played by Lauren Ridloff. This predates Hawkeye when Echo comes out. So enough of me rambling. What did you think of this trailer? I thought it was great. What I loved that they didn't – I didn't think they showed a whole bunch, which is, which is I, what I wanted. Um, I like that it, you know, it was very to the point saying we've been here for millennia and we've never interfered until now. Yeah. Like, boom, like simple, straight to the point, showed that, like you said, Mesopotamia and how they built civilizations and how they helped. They didn't interfere. They just kind of pushed people. You know what I mean? They pushed civilizations to be better and to get better. To that next evolution chain. Yeah, they 
well, you look at it like the the Eternals are just like these celestial beings that showed up to Earth one day and decided that they want to cosplay as hot people. You know what I mean? That's their thing. They like they came down that like they could have been like leopards, like the not like the animal, but people with leprosy, and they could just kind of fit into. They could be that guy from Three Hundred. Remember that little hunchback guy in Three Hundred? Who always wanted to be a Spartan. They could have been him. But they decided to come and manifest in Selma Hayek's body. And Angelina Jolie. And, you know, I think a lot of people want to manifest in their bodies too. But they just came in here and said, like, let's be sexy. And I like that. It's like a vain. They're vain celestials. I like that. But I I liked it. And then, like you said, didn't show the villains. Which is. Huge. Which which is huge. Because I don't want it like. Like I said. Am I going to see this movie? 100%. I didn't think that was a question. You made it seem like there was a question to that. I was like, oh my goodness, are you out on Marvel movies now? (laughs) No. But, so, like, I I agree with you. Like, I don't want to see anymore. Like, if another trailer comes out, I'm good. I don't need to see it. Likewise. We're not going to talk about it here. And that's bad for the brand. But I want to be surprised, man. I I just want to be surprised. And like you said, Gemma Chan and, like, um... Richard Madden. Richard Madden is. I was. I was going to say Steve Madden, and then John Madden, and then it came out. Richard. Neither one of them. That's their nephew. Uh, no. Yeah. Um. But so, like, you know, the love interest kind of got a love story going on, and throughout the the millennia, which which is really really cool. Yeah, tales all um, this time, right? Beauty and the Beast. And then uh, we seen Kumail. Yeah. And very Bollywood like. Well, that's his character, man. He. That's yeah. how he he rose to power. On Earth, he became a famous Bollywood um, dancer as a Kingo. What? But, who, who intrigues you the most out of, of the the Eternals? Is him it, and probably Brian Tyree Henry Fostos. Um, because of he had that staff, and it was he was the only one that kind of Angelina Jolie because what she was doing, but like the other ones seemed very normal. Didn't really show too much power or anything like that, but like he had that staff and was kind of like when he turned just when he turned that spell into the Marvel Studios uh, logo, that was awesome. So like that is intriguing, and like Angelina Jolie looks like a warrior. Not intrigued by Icarus. Uh, I mean, didn't show too much. Is Richard Madden enough to lead a Marvel movie? Do you think, or do you think that he's just kind of? perfect with this cast i mean i think it's a good ensemble cast likewise you know what i mean like you know you have bigger stars in angela jolie and samma hayek yes but then you have more recognizable people with Gemma chan chan and brian tyree henry and richard madden so like it's a good ensemble cast yeah i i agree um i'm gonna go icarus Icarus and Cersei obviously are the two that intrigue me the most, but I think like if we're going outside of Eternals characters, uh, it's Kit Harrington's Dane Whitman. Um, we didn't see him. We did. We did. We did. Yeah, he was in there. Uh, short hair, Dane Whitman. Uh, who I don't know if this is a spoiler, but if you read comics and you listen to us, I'm sure we talked about it. Dane Whitman's the Black Knight, so you know he's got a huge, huge story to be told in here, and it's crazy that he's featured as maybe a secondary character in this in this movie but i love it i love that we're getting that also who kind of intrigues me is druig barry cohegan when he came out yeah. i was like up oh, there he is there he is and 
And with the Black Knight is Marvel Comics itself has been pushing Black Knight heavy. Yeah, he got his new he got his own book, which was one of my pick of the weeks. He was in Heavy and King in Black. He was, uh, mm-hmm. I think, he was in Savage Avengers at some point. So yeah, he was uh, he's riding high. And yeah, when you have listen, at first I was watching this, I was like, man, this Game of Thrones reboot looks fantastic. <laughs> and uh, you know, just because you got a couple of people in it, but it's a it's a theater movie for me, dog. I'm gonna watch it for sure. Let's yeah. uh, let's move into the newsroom, and uh, of course, you know, we talk about Star Wars two weeks ago, and you know they cancel the show. Lucasfilm's like, nah, we're done with it. Uh, Rangers: The New Republic, the series, has been canceled by Lucasfilm. We don't have to spend a lot of time on this, but my thought is that this was supposed to be headlined by Gina Carano, and they fired her, so they were like, oh, let's cancel it. What do you think? I I agree. Um... And now that we have a new chief, what a uh, director of creative, creative director. yes, in uh, Dave Filoni. But um, I, I, I'm not surprised by this because of the firing. Like, if I, if that's what if that's what you planned to have the show revolve around her, and then you got rid of her to retool it and everything. It, to me, it's just easier to just get rid of it. Yeah, I mean, it would have just been a Dave Filoni joint because uh, I thought it was going to be her, him, and um, Paul Sun Hung Lee as the you know the the new Rangers. But well, because they really over. they really set that up like yeah. with um, Paul. I'm just going to say Paul because I'm not going to try to say his last name. Paul going to Gina and it's like, oh, we could use you and blah 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 blah. And, you know, his partner is Trapper Wolf and Dave Filoni. So, like, that's where they're going to lead with it. But now that they got rid of her, like, I don't think it was a – because of the character. And, I mean, she, she was good and she she had some success. But it's not like an Anakin series. I'm not Anakin series. Like, Obi-Wan series. You know what I, I mean? Know. Like when that? was like, the last time Obi-Wan was nominated for consideration of an award? Cara Dune was. True. Let's remember that. Cara Dune, but scene stealer just, every time she was on it, the most I'm integral part of the of the Mandalorian. No, I liked her in the Mandalorian, but yeah, she, she was good. But you know, does she with, deserve a whole series? I don't think so. But with you know her being fired, like it does it make sense that they were just like, okay, we don't have her anymore. Let's just scrap it. Yeah, I honestly, I I'm glad that this didn't take off because it kind of makes me feel like this was going to be like beating a dead horse. You know, where at some point you're going to have way too much Star Wars. And I know to you that's not a thing. But I think if yeah. you have two Mandalorian series, Ahsoka, uh, the Acolyte, you have droids and visions and um, Obi-Wan and all this stuff. I think it's going to be too much. So maybe this show kind of gets absorbed into Patty Jenkins' new movie. And then we just move on. I didn't want yeah. Fast and the Furious and TIE Fighters, to be honest with you. <laughs> And I thought I think that's what we were gonna get, but I know what you're gonna get, Chuck, and I know what I'm gonna get, and that's comics. It's Wednesday, and it's New Comic Week, yes, and uh, it's New Comic Day, and uh, I have some picks, and there's a lot. This is the biggest one. I think there's no, there's four, four or five. Um, a lot of them are Heroes Reborn, because that's a thing, and that's happening. Yep. No, no Avengers. We already talked about it. No Avengers. Squadron Supreme's big in it. Blade knows that the Avengers are there. I don't know if you're current on it, but that second one or third one. I haven't 
great. I, I haven't read this. I've read the first one. Okay, it's getting better. Uh, it's I like I enjoyed it a lot. But let's start with the first one, and I believe this is one that you're going to get. And I think you also talked about this. It's called Heroes Reborn, Magneto, and the Mutant Force. Mm-hmm. That sounds awesome, right? Yes. And here's the incentive to buy it. It's written by none other than Steve Orlando. So go out and buy this. Um, can Magneto resurrect hope for mutant kind before it's too late? Years ago, Magneto and Professor X led the Earth's mutants in a final push for independence against the Squadron Supreme of America. What followed was the Squadron's mutant massacre, a violent rebuttal that left mutant kind forever wounded and Xavier dead, or so Magneto thought. Years after, Magneto discovers Xavier's clinging to life in the astral plane and gathers his allies for a first-of-its-kind rescue mission. Too bad the same mission puts the, mutants for, the mutant force back on the squadron's radar. Failure means the last gasp of mutant kind, but success means the first breaths of something even more elusive to the mutants of Heroes Reborn, and that is hope. You're getting this one, right? Yeah. Yeah, this one looks great. Uh, it's it's written by Steve, and again, I will beat this horse until it's dead. If you're looking for someone who knows comics and is an encyclopedia, it's Steve Orlando. He's going to give you characters you never thought you wanted, and he's going to give you tons of new layers for them. So, highly recommend that. Let's go to my second one. This is another one that you talked about. Heroes Reborn Siege Society. Black Widow and Hawkeye lead an assault on the squadron. Everybody hates the squadron supreme. And pe- maybe some listeners are like, well, who are the Squadron Supreme? They're going to show up in Loki. I, I, I'm I, more than likely thinking that they're going to show up in Loki at some point. So they're like the Justice League of Marvel. Uh, pretty damn close to it. So Black Widow and Hawkeye lead an assault against the Squadron. After the Civil War that split the Squadron Supreme in half, Nighthawk formed his own squadron in Europe. But not, but not all of Europe is okay with it. Baron Zemo has put together his own team to take them down. Who's on that team? Natasha Romanoff, Clint Barton, Scott Lang, and Victor Creed. The squadron doesn't stand alone. That's Black Widow, Hawkeye, Ant-Man, Baron Zemo, Sabretooth. It's a must. Yeah, that this one was on my uh, I remember. most anticipated list. That's why I made it on my picks yeah. of the week, because it was your pick of the week. And, you know, who doesn't love Sabretooth in anything? Let's be honest. Even Leif Schreiber was great. Well, that, and that's the thing, like, that lineup is, uh, you know, Sabretooth and um, Baron Zemo, it's good. Black Widow and Hawkeye, like, that's awesome. Yep, it's a deadly, deadly, deadly yeah. lineup. I, I don't know how Ant-Man fits in there, but I like it. Maybe it's comic <laughs> relief. But let's go to another Heroes Reborn, and it's called Young Squadron. The Squadron Supreme of America have taken root in the heart and minds of all but none more than a trio of youthful champions who call themselves the Young Squadron. So think Teen Titans. You got Kid Spectrum, Sam Alexander, Girl Power, Kamala Khan, and the all-new Falcon, Miles Morales. And they're here for the fight for truth, justice, and the American flag. Or are they? Beneath the flashy facade of colorful adventure, something grim is stirring, and Deadpool is determined to bring it to light. So you know that one's going to be funny. And yeah, De- definitely. And, and Deadpool in a kid's comic is a little troubling. <laughs> The fourth one, final Marvel one on my list this week, is Reptile. And the reason why I picked Reptile is because I loved him in King and Black. 
He had some tie-ins in King and Black, and I absolutely loved it with Spider-Man. And I'm going to get this. Uh, so if you don't know Reptile, here's a little bit about him. Reptile on the brink of extinction. In the wake of Kamala's law and his grandfather's worsening health, Humberto Lopez, a.k.a. Reptile, has taken a step back from crime fighting to focus on his family. Perhaps it's a sign that he should give up on becoming a hero and finally come to terms with his parents' mysterious disappearance. Or perhaps not. When a mysterious figure ambushes Humberto, what unravels will shake the core of everything Umberto's thought he knew about his past and will ever change the course of his future or end it forever. Reptile is a boy who can turn into dinosaurs. It's for everybody. I I just been seeing they've been promoting it in every Marvel book. Yeah, it's um, Animorphs in Jurassic Park if they had a baby. Yeah, I'm passing this. Oh, it's so good. So good. And finally, DC. Mr. Miracle's back with a comic called yes. Source of Freedom. And it's not who you think it is. It's not the Mr. Miracle of old. It's Mr. Miracle of new who is spinning out of DC Future State. The story of how Shiloh Norman became the Mr. Miracle of tomorrow starts here. The Mr. Miracle show, uh, the Mr. Miracle show used to be the hottest ticket in town. Whether you caught him on stage escaping from perilous traps or spotted him on the streets of Metropolis taking out bad guys. What Shiloh Norman forgot is the first rule of show business and superheroing. Always leave them wanting more. Now it's time to start showing the world what a miracle man can do. Showbiz slash superhero rule number two, timing is everything. There's a new performer in town who wants to knock Mr. Miracle off his pedestal and stake a claim in his famous moniker. Can Shiloh break free of the trap? Why, yes, that is a clue. I think the the new hero in play, not Shiloh, I think it's going to be Scott Free. I think it's the old Mr. Miracle mm-hmm. trying to take over the new Mr. Miracle. Okay. You going to get that one? Probably not. It's on I'm not a huge I'm not a huge Mr. Miracle fan. I know you are, but it's on my list. Yeah. It's a potential cop this week. I don't know how I feel because I really didn't like the Mr. Miracle stuff in future state Nah, i didn't either i think i'm more of a purist because i like miracle and barda i love their story mm-hmm. and if mr miracle isn't written by tom king i don't know if i want it so I'm, I'm gonna take a step back on this one and you know maybe pick it up later in the week but let's go into spoiler town as we talk about modok yeah oh man uh pat yeah. Nos- written by pat and oswald Directed by Alex Kammer and Eric Towner. And we're like I said, spoiler alert to follow. I'll be honest with you. I didn't like it. Okay. Um, not that I didn't enjoy it. I just it I have a love-hate relationship with this, and it's fresh in my mind because I watched it over this weekend, but the way I saw the series was it was good for what it was. Right? This was <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> This was Marvel Earth 1266, some weird Earth like that, where this is never going to go into the MCU. It's never going to cross over with What If. This was meant to be its own universe with Hitmonkey and uh, Howard the Duck and, like, I think Squirrel Girl was in it and, like, a bunch of stuff. I don't think it was as funny as it was hyped up to be. Um, In parts, I thought it was really corny. Um, But I, I did like... The cameos, though. You know what I mean? They, it yeah. had enough cameos to keep me in there and keep me to the end of the episode. Like, we had Armadillo. We had Wonder Man. Um, 
I'll save the one that you were looking forward to. We got a bunch of AIM storylines, Iron Man, Captain America, Shield, Hulks. Like the the montage at the end where he's getting killed by every hero, I thought was great. Yeah. I like he's he's like even Hawkeye got me. I thought that was fantastic. I would have liked more Marvel characters. The one thing I will say that I, I liked about this and I enjoyed about this was they kept the long form storylines. So every character in this movie or in the show had some sort of storyline that played from episode one to episode 10. And in so many series, it's so hard for the showrunner to connect those and, you know, make it cohesive. I think they did a really good job with this, but this isn't something that I'm like, run and watch. If you're a Marvel fan, run and watch. I don't know if I think that this was the best description and depiction of Modoc, who is a villain I love. What do you think? It's what I expected. Um, I don't really know what to say besides that because I wasn't expecting... One, I knew it was going to be way different than any Marvel product that we've ever seen. Yeah. Ever. Um, and I, you know... I mean, essentially, it was Marvel Robot Chicken. Yeah, but when, listen, we talked about this last week, right? We were prefacing like that this was getting high praise. When we finished recording last Monday... It was at 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. With like 70 reviews. That's yeah, not right, a perfect series for me. Right now, it's at 88% critics and 79% fan score. I still think it's kind of high. I agree. Like like you said, I liked it for the cameos and liked it for the, the references, the Marvel references and stuff like that. But it, like I said, it's what I expected. 100%. It was stupid humor. Yeah, but did you find yourself like, I know you said that you laughed when um, she said like your womb wrecking head, which was funny. Like that was yes. that was a good start. And I was like, oh, you know, what? I think I'm going to like this. I like the, the humor that it's got. Honestly, I don't think this needed to be a TVMA. I think that they're, they missed out on a lot of things where they could have just made this a TV 14. Like, they dropped some F-bombs and stuff, and I feel like just because they had the rating, they really didn't need to. And they had a lot of blood. Um, yeah. But, I mean, it's it's a cartoon. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, you can get away with blood, but I get what you're saying. Like, they're splitting people in ha- half, and their heads are rolling and stuff like that. But did you find yourself, like, chuckling throughout the whole show? Mm, no. No, neither um, did I. Honestly, the character that made me i wouldn't say laugh but made me enjoy more was lou dude uh we're talking about surprises a little bit later in the show um i did not expect him to be my favorite like all he wanted to be was a, a magician as bat mitzvah and i loved it and ben schwartz and i know you're a big fan of ben schwartz Love and him. i'm you know i didn't really know him that well besides you know sonic and then space force like yeah. that's yeah, you're like and, 2020 Ben Schwartz fan. Yeah. And him as Lou, like, to Perfect. me, made, made the show. Yeah. For sure. Like, and, he was the best, like, the greatest character in the show. Pat Oswald was pretty damn good, too, though. No, Pat Oswald, for that version of Modoc. Yeah. Was perfect yeah that I, version yeah the, i think they did a good job casting people melissa fumero was great as melissa 
Amy Garcia, who seemingly is just going out there and doing everything she wants, and we're going to be talking about her in a couple of weeks as we wrap up Lucifer. And then, obviously, you know, Bev Goldberg being yeah. in there for as Monica, who, oh, super unlikable. I didn't like Monica one bit. And John Hamm yeah. finally got cast as a superhero. How about that? Yeah, Iron Man. Right. I was like, and oh, then yeah, here we go. Bill Hader was several different people. Yeah, of course. Um, he made all the beeps and the boops. Yeah. But he, but like Pat Oswalt, like, did you see the behind the scenes of him actually in the Modoc suit? Yeah, he's slowly petitioning to play Modoc in live action. Like he, that's all he wants to do. And I know he's been in the MCU, which is now I'm, with Shield, but that's been kind of stepchild now. It's not even part of the family anymore. No, so it's like Elseworld stuff. So he can I, potentially I, play Modoc in. The MCU. I wouldn't hate it as long as he played it straight. Yeah, for sure. You know sure. what I mean? Like, as long as he played maniacal and how Modoc should be. Um, yeah, not a I would be, not a guy who's struggling with his marriage. Yeah. Yeah. It, so I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I'm with you, dude. I'm I'm with you. Let's let's just move on because we're gonna. I feel like we're just gonna <laughs> spend 25 minutes shitting on this show. Um, what do you think of the animation? Because you weren't a robot chicken guy, and I think I introduced no. you to it one day. You came over to record, and I said, "You got to watch this uh, robot chicken episode." What did you think about this animation? Claymation, stop motion. You know, what did you think? I'm a big fan of stop motion, hundred percent. I respect the art. I respect the time that it takes to do it. You know, obviously, we've talked about this before. We're a huge fan of Lakai Studios. For sure. And to me, they're the cream of the crop. Um, but what Robot Ch- Chicken does is great too. Like, I've seen some behind the f- footage scenes. Like, you see them building aim and, like, you know, the just the details it takes to build these miniatures. And not only the miniatures, the. Um, the characters itself and how painstakingly it what it takes to film yeah a a uh a, a show yeah it takes forever it, it could take you know a year, it probably took like two years for this to film maybe and, even more you know the robot chicken stuff like the way it's done it was good for what it was but like i said like lakai i think is cream of the crop um because so this, this to between? me I, I, I would say yes. I, I would say it does fall short from Lakai. Um, but I would say, like, it's good. It's good. Like, it's good anime, like I said, for what it was. Like, but to me, it's it, it was Marvel Robot Chicken. Yeah, I mean, I'm not mad at it. Uh, no, big, I'm not either. Yeah, I'm a fan of the stop motion, the stop motion and claymation stuff. And again, uh, echo your sentiments. I applaud the the art and the, the time it takes because, you know, you put together a lot. For what it was, and we keep saying for what it was, this was a new brand of Marvel. This was the a new, yeah. not in terms of animation because we have that. This was a brand new, supposed to be a franchise world launching show that inevitably got canceled with all the shows getting canceled. I'm surprised they even made this. So as a Marvel fan, I'm happy that it was made because I got to watch it and I got to you know enjoy it. 
to be fully honest at the, like at the end of the day when I, when you know Chelsea came home, she's like what the hell are you watching and I was like honestly it became background music to me like I was spending more time on my phone or doing the dishes and stuff and I was like loosely tuning into it because it yeah. was it didn't it didn't grab me so yeah I, was there a surprise for you in the show was it was it Lou being your favorite that definitely um and then some of the characters the surprise cameos that we didn't know was coming like we knew pound cakes was coming we knew um the leader was going to be in there for a little bit like they showed all those cards uh but some of like even though he was a brief second mr sinister was really cool yeah that was great um the melter like you know you uh your heart bled for when the melter died and then um of course fing fang foo um i saw that i was like i knew you were two episodes behind me i was like oh jesus christ it's like i'm gonna get a text of Chuck painted green, purple pants. Like, I knew what was coming. Well, in the first episode, they went to Fing Fang Foom's restaurant. Yeah. Um, What was it called? Fing Fang... I forget what it was called, but yeah. it, it was a, a Chinese restaurant ran by Fing Fang Foom. And then there was a... um, What is that called? Like a, a, a dream sequence of him flying on Fing Fang Foom going to his Modoc... Yeah. city did you get and did you get never ending story vibes from that like it was bastion on falcor i didn't oh, but I, I get it now i, I mean this, dude i this is how pathetic i am uh, this is how i spent my weekend chelsea went out and i played that episode on like i turned rewound it and played the never ending uh story theme song <laughs> as they're riding each right like they're riding on each other i was like this is this is my life You're this, is, this is what i'm doing with my life but like there, like you said, Lou Lou was a, a shining star, and I didn't expect that. Like, cause one, he's not a Marvel character, and needs to be. Um, yeah, he needs to be. Like right now, he needs to be. And then, so he was a Spanish, uh, Jewish son of Modoc. Yeah, which... who didn't look like Modoc. Like it's weird how like the kids alternated <laughs> head size. Like, you know, you have um, Modoc's daughter who came out. What was her name? Erica? Jody. Jody comes Melissa. out huge. At, it was Melissa, wasn't it? No, it was Jody. Uh, Melissa oh, was, Melissa's the, was yeah. the wife. Um, played by Melissa. Maybe it's a hard name to rem- uh Easy casting. But, uh, yeah, Jody comes out like full Modoc. You know, and again, womb wrecker head. So <laughs> a lot of wombs were wrecked in this movie. At least two. To my knowledge, and then, so and then she had the bejeweled. Uh, oh, I thought it was cool. I I, I loved her design. And I know a lot of people are bashing it because they don't like. They weren't ready for the stop motion. I think everybody wanted to be like WB animation, or like an anime style. And then they got Robot Chicken, you know, you know, Super Mansion stuff. But I'm I'm here for it. Like I watched it. I'm glad I watched it. I don't feel like I wasted a lot of time. I wasn't happy at the end because I was like, oh, there might be a second season uh which brings me to the future should this get a second season why not like i don't know like even though it wasn't great i kind of want to see what happens now yeah because he's uh his balls dropped finally he's a bad guy yeah and um so like you know they definitely left it off for a second season did i hate the series no did i love it no um so but you know, was it a quick watch? 
Yeah. So, like, you know, and it was all, it was bingeable. It was all in one shot. So, why not? Like, you know, if they're going to do a second season, I, I, I wouldn't hate if they did. But, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with you, man. I think that this is, it, it's going to, listen, it hasn't been canceled yet. So, I think it it's there. If they're going to do a second season, it's going to be three years from now because it's going to take that long for them to make it. If this comes out on Hulu or Disney Plus, if you know Hulu's no longer a thing by then, if it comes out, I'm not going to watch a day of. This is something I'll I'll catch when I don't have anything else to watch. Mm-hmm. I won't put this at the front of my calendar. Um, again, I think it kind of did a disservice to Modok a little bit, and this might be some Marvel fans like first viewing of Modok. So first opinions, first impressions, mean a lot. And if this is what they're saying, and like, you know, you and I have been talking about getting MODOK into the MCU for years. If yeah. this is their first impression, we're like, oh, no, 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 we can't have him in there. And like, I think a few weeks ago, I was saying that I think MODOK's going to show up in Armor Wars. You know, I thought that he was going to be the villain in Armor Wars because, you know, he's got like an armored body chair. I don't know. But I don't think so now. I think after this, it's like, oh, maybe not. Maybe Modoc is better left for claymation and video games because he's the the villain <laughs> in Avengers. But so that let's say this is super successful, right? Gets a second season. Should Marvel look back into those canceled animated series that they had talked about? Howard the Duck, uh, Hit, Hit Monkey. Monkey. Uh, you know who Hit Monkey was with somebody else, right? Yeah, I don't know. Howard the Duck was Kevin Smith. Yeah, but like Hit Hit Monkey, it was like a team up, right? Yeah, I I don't remember. I was. It was Hip Monkey and someone else, um, but I, I really wanted to see Howard the Duck because that's out of honestly out of all those properties, Howard the Duck might be the most popular. Yeah, or most well known. I wouldn't say popular, but um, and then what Kevin Smith is, you know, even though we haven't seen trailer, but we've seen the stills and the voice cast from his He Man stuff. So I would like to see what he does with Howard the Duck. Um, yeah, me too. But, you know, Hitmonkey is kind of weird. You know, that's kind of what Modoc was. It was weird. It was very strange. Like, the whole series was a strange series. So, I wouldn't want another stop motion. Well, I feel like, so here's the thing. Like, the, the plan in 2019, like, February 11th is when it was all announced, right? It was going to be Modoc, which would have led to a crossover with the Offenders, which would have had Howard the Duck in it, mm-hmm. Tigra and Dazzler, and Hitmonkey. So, like that was your that was your show that was your series. So you, I feel like you can't just do yeah. four different animation styles. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it crossover like it would be. I think it would be kind of weird. It would kind of be like when Family Guy crossed over with The Simpsons, or when The Simpsons crossed over into like real reality. And it was kind of like that, like a cart, like weird cartoon Homer walking in like real streets. It <laughs> I was remember su- that. Yeah, super awkward. So like, then if, the, if that is the case, I wouldn't want it. Okay, the only one I would want, honestly, is Hitmonkey. Uh, Offender sounds cool. I had no interest in in Dazzler and Tigra. No, um, not at all. You know, and you know Taylor Swift was going to be casted as Dazzler uh, again, <laughs> but. The Hitmonkey one sounds cool, but, you know, maybe we get Hitmonkey further down the road because, you know, we were in Madripoor and we saw that monkey uh, marking on, like, the sign mm-hmm. in Madripoor. So maybe Hitmonkey already exists 
and he's going to be like a Rocket-esque, Howard the Duck-esque character in the MCU. I don't know. But that's where we stand, man. That's our review of uh, MODOK. Sorry, it couldn't be more positive, but, you know, sometimes for two guys who usually love everything, there's got to be a Godzilla versus Kong. But even then, both of us didn't hate it. It's the first time, I think, in a long time that we both disliked the property. Yeah, I mean, listen, dislike, real good word. Hate, I don't think I hate it. I I didn't hate it. Yeah, it's definitely not. I, I think this was worse than Godzilla versus King Kong, to be honest with you. But whoa, that but that's cartoon live action. You know what I mean? Versus cartoon versus live action. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to rank them together. But this again, this is something that I'm not going to. Not be like, yo, guys, you really want you want to get into Marvel comics? Watch Modok on Hulu. It's not yeah. going to be my recommend uh, recommendation. And if people are asking me, hey, should I watch Modok? Probably not. But I want to hit you with some one more thing and uh, two more things actually, and I want to get your your gut reaction on these. And these are just rumors. Uh, one seems a little more confirmed. Did you see the the supposed leaked villain for Doctor Strange two? No, Shuma Gorath. Really? Yeah. And I'm familiar with that because of Savage Avengers. Yeah. So, for those who aren't, it's like a. Lovecraftian Starro, but super more powerful than Starro. Like, I think it's going to draw comparisons to Starro because mm-hmm. he's showing up in Suicide Squad, but the comparisons only stop and only end with the design because uh, Shumagorath is like one of the most powerful celestial in between multiversal uh, villains. Are you fine with this and it not being Nightmare and Mephisto? I am, and especially because uh, he has a cult called the Lord of Sickles, mm-hmm. and which is uh, really cool. Um, I'm I'm okay with it because of the Savage Avengers. I think it's different. Not a lot of people know it, so I think there would be uh, kind of a fresh take and you know a new spin on not a new spin, but a new villain that a lot of people don't know. And I think it would be really cool. Yeah, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, I'm here for it. I'm I'm fine with it. To be honest with you, I know that. Doctor Strange is known for two things. Huge CGI villains mm-hmm. with Dorm- Dormammu and Shumagurath now, if this is uh, actually a thing. And two, the names of these villains roll right off the tongue. <laughs> Shumagurath, Dormammu, Cassilius. And I, I've been talking to a bunch of people. The one thing that worries me about this, and I know like the whole thing's essentially going to revolve around like a kidnapping of america chavez who's being introduced into this what happens to mordo yeah you know what i mean i feel like he's going to be um kind of left left in the background and maybe he's building towards like a huge showdown in dr strength three maybe he summons uh shumagurath i don't think he's going to be the one i think it's actually going to be wanda who uh accidentally summoned Shumagurath and we were thinking it was uh, somebody somebody bigger, somebody redder. Uh, but we got like somebody who is way more powerful than uh, Mephisto. Finally, the last thing, it was a it was a mock-up that I saw and I'm curious because a lot of people are saying that, like they're here for it. Somebody said that Andy Samberg would make a great grown-up Peter Parker in a uh, multiverse Spider-Man movie. Where do you stand with that? No. 
<laughs> I knew you're not a fan of Andy Samberg, so I was curious to see I, where you stood with that. I don't hate Andy Samberg. I don't, but I he's not right for Peter Parker. An adult Peter Parker, no way. But if they no. made, what if they made him like uh, Jake Johnson's from uh, the Into the Spider Verse? Yeah. Nah. No. Nah, nope. Okay. I kind of want to see it. I know. But I also, like, this is the cynical part of me, though. Like, if they're going to do an older Peter Parker, like, I I would love to see, you know, I know Tobey Maguire is your older Peter Parker. Like, we already have it. Yeah. And then it, it's like Pokemon. You have Tom Holland, who evolves into Andrew Garfield, still British, and then he evolves into an American Tobey Maguire. But if we're yeah. playing, like, what ifs, and there's a fourth one, honestly, man, what if it went back to Leo finally being a superhero and he had accepted the Spider-Man role in the multiverse and he shows up as old man Spider-Man. That would be pretty cool. I mean, he and, was supposed to do it for James Cameron back in the nineties. Never happened. Yeah. And that's like, that's what I'm thinking. Like poetic justice. You know what I mean? I just like the what ifs and then everybody can go wild, but I don't think Leo's got Spider-Man body. No, not point. anymore. Like he, he's enjoying himself on a yacht with supermodels. So, you know, live your life, Leo. You can come back as Kingpin. <laughs> I mean, you're closer to Kingpin than you are Spider-Man at this point. But that's it, dude. Let's get out of here. Uh, Modoc's in the books uh, for the near future. We may be back next week. Who knows? It's the holiday weekend. Maybe we're going to go out and get reckless. And Monday's going to be a day <laughs> where, you know, we're just going to relax. But if we are, we'll be back. If not, the next episode is going to be a breakdown of the movie Cruella. Yeah, we're gonna have a Disney episode. We haven't had one in a while, but I can tell you we have a Cruella episode. We have a Lucifer episode back to back. So we are getting dark in the next two episodes. One's Disney dark and one's Hell dark. So that's where we're going. But you can follow us on social media, the Active Geek Podcast, wherever you're on social media. Follow Chuck AG Cosplay also on Instagram. Listen to Galaxy Wars every Monday. We are gonna be back with Army. Nope. Army of the Dead, almost said Army of Darkness. We'll be back on this upcoming Monday with Army of the Dead trail um, review, Zack Snyder joint. And yeah, that's it, man. We'll be back next week for the Active Geek Podcast. I am Jim. I am Chuck. And we are out. <laughs>